Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondick, and today I'm joined with Jason Van Ruler, who's a therapist and author. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, glad you're with us. We are having a cool conversation today with Jason Van Ruler. He's a therapist. Um, and so we talk about the importance of therapy and why it's important in our Christian faith as well um, to navigate our feelings, our emotions, uh, understand our trauma, um, and to move forward faithfully uh, and gracefully and graciously. And so I'm excited for this conversation today. Um, I know many of us have situations in our life, uh, whether they're big, small, or somewhere in the middle, uh, it's important to uh, think through these, process them, pray through them, and talk about them. And so whatever that thing is, as Jason will use, that trauma, that experience, uh, that hang up in our life that we're, uh, we come back to from time to time, or quite often, um, it's important to uh, to talk through it um, and take this, the important steps to address it. And so without further ado, um, I will turn it on over to my conversation with Jason. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Tyler. I've been looking forward to this. Yes, certainly. And so we're, uh, we're recording now and um, it's, you know, we're in October here. Um, I, hopefully I don't sound like my nose is too congested when the seasons change. Sometimes, uh, the things, you know, there's a change of seasons, change of, uh, energy levels and all that good stuff. And so, um, excited for our, for our conversation today though. And so you're a therapist. And so I think to get things rolling, um, there's a lot of different perceptions of what therapy is. Uh, so maybe we can just kind of introduce what, what therapy is and what in, in particular kind of what some of the focuses that you focus on as a therapist. Yeah, well, and that's a great question. It's an interesting one because I bet you could ask a hundred therapists and get a hundred different answers. And so I'll give you the, the Jason version of that. Uh, but therapy in my mind is talking with people about a place they're stuck and helping them walk to a better place or a place uh, that doesn't feel as stuck. And so it's both kind of the pairing of processing through it. So discussing kind of what's going on, but in my mind, it's also building an on-ramp to the next place. So when I'm working with clients, what I'm always trying to do is not only to just hear a person and meet them wherever they're at, whether it's one of the greatest struggles of their life or something that they find is frustrating that continues to happen, but how do I meet them there? And then mm. how do I help them start to consider options for where they might go next. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, uh, I'm, I'm a faith person and, and my faith is very important to me. So I'm looking to how do I help people get to the place they want to go that honors the things that are important. And so we have conversations about what that looks like and it's different for everybody, but that informs what I'm trying to do with people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times my, my prayer just simply help me to get out of the way and, and just simply to be a good person to walk alongside someone. Fantastic. And so um, can you just perhaps clarify, you know, for uh, the difference between a therapist and a counselor? And so I know that these are two 
two different kind of functions, roles, occupations that perhaps can come alongside or perhaps there is some distinctions. So we'd love just to hear a little bit more on that too. Well, there, there is and there isn't. Um, I think they can be pretty much interchangeable. So a lot of people use those um, together. Uh, I think when we talk about uh, counselors, sometimes we talk more in the role of like a school counselor uh, or, you know, people might say, um, a Christian counselor, but a therapist does really what counselors do. So there's kind of in, in that hierarchy, counselors and therapists do very similar things, uh, mm -hmm. although they use different terms to call themselves. Uh, there's also psychotherapists. So if we really want to complicate stuff, uh, then we can introduce psychotherapists. And, and really all of the above, the goal is to just help somebody walk out and walk to that different place from where they're struggling. Now, with some people, uh, they might be like a psychiatric counselor. And so there mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. counselors that work more in depth with psychiatric conditions that might be uh, more severe issues that people might be hospitalized for. So there's all these kind of different variations. Uh, for me, as a, as a therapist, or I'm mm -hmm. even called a counselor sometimes too, um, I do a lot of work with people who have been through traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. So that's really where I've got a lot of experiences working through trauma with people and you might think trauma is something like experiencing war and, and certainly i've worked with people who've been in war and, and deployed and that sort of thing but um also just more serious things uh too like you know abuse neglect abandonment all, all those really deep difficult places is kind of mm -hmm. where i i like to show up to help people and then i've got a background in addiction as well and so i do a lot of work there mm -hmm. absolutely and so uh Really fascinating. I think certainly your work, I'm sure, has uh, increased and the demand for folks in therapy and counseling has certainly increased. Um, you mentioned addiction. Uh, that's something that uh, I think a lot of folks are seeing or if they're uh, having some conversations with others and actually they weren't aware of the, the, the crisis of addiction and opioids that we're seeing in the United States. Uh, and it's certainly very, very prevalent. And um, and so, you know, you, you're, from what it sounds like, are, you know, invested there. But I think even just more so, I'd love to hear a bit more for, this is a, a Christian men's faith podcast. And so we come through the lens of faith as well. Why is it important that we, uh, you know, for you as a person of faith, um, works in this field? Why is it important for people of faith to, to, you know, to be in therapy or have these conversations with others, um, just to, yeah, kind of help kind of explain why, why, you know, why it's a passion for you and why it's, why it's important. would love to hear a bit more. Yeah. Well, for me, I think the thing is I, I've walked through some really hard times on my own and, and in those places, uh, really came to rely on God and, and on my faith. And so that mm -hmm. to me is why it's really valuable Personally, I also just don't know how we talk about really healing without that. So that would be hard for hmm. me to cut out uh, because that is what heals us. And so that for me is kind of the guiding hmm. light. So uh, I don't actually have to have all the answers. I just know where to find them. And that makes my job a little bit easier because my job then is just to walk with somebody and kind of point them to, right. hey, here's here's some answers. Here's some truth that we can, we can both rely on. And so hmm. that for me is really the guiding light. Um, and I think, you know, really being in this profession and writing a book and doing all of that is just for me, it's, it's here I am, send me. And I've just been saying that for a number of years and, and it's just led me here and I'm going to 
keep letting it lead me wherever it does, but, but it leads me to places where I feel like I can help people. Um, and in doing that, help them to not only honor their faith, but even grow their faith if mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. I think it's, it's a, it's a guiding principle. It's a guiding worldview. It helps us stay connected uh, to one another when we're, we understand others who are going through it or have gone through it. And so with that, would love to hear more about your backstory and just some of the, you mentioned briefly some of the different traumatic experiences that folks face. So would love to hear a bit of your story, but also some of the areas that um, it, just a little bit more in depth of what are some of the different traumatic experiences that uh, are things that we should be talking about and should be processing. Yeah, well, my own personal story is one of having um, what I thought was going to be the perfect childhood upended about eight years in uh, by my parents' divorce. And after that divorce, my life uh, became really unstable. And so it began to include things I would have never envisioned, like addiction and abuse and trauma and just all those things that you don't want to have. And again, things that I thought would never be part of my story. And so we moved around a lot. um, And in doing that, there was just a lot of chaos. And so for me, coming out of that story, I knew my parents loved me, but I also knew it was really, really messy. And I think I just said, I'll never do that again. I'll never live there. And then I didn't know what else to do. And so I actually started to kind of develop the same life, Uh, not because I wanted to, but because I wasn't quite sure how else to do it. And so that's where my heart has been, is helping people who maybe didn't get all the tools that they needed when they started out. So maybe their story is um, that they have had a terrible childhood or a great childhood or Mm -hmm. or whatever that may be. But I think at the end of the day, we all have things that consistently come up in our life that get in the way of our happiness. Mm -hmm. And I think if we change our relationship with them, we can be better leaders. We can be better husbands. We can be better fathers. We can do all those things, but we have to look at that thing that keeps coming up. And so for me, One of my passions is really just helping people look at that thing, and especially lately. So lately, I do a lot of work with leaders and couples, and so uh, a lot of my passion lately has been around helping people who make an impact with other people look at those things that get in the way, because when they do that, that translates to their work, and they're better leaders as a result. Mm -hmm. And so what are some of the the main hang-ups in addressing these traumatic experiences or Because I I mean, I instantly kind of when I'm thinking about brokenness, right, and this is more of a generalization, I look back in in Genesis 3. So I look at the the brokenness of sin and um, I see the tendency to to hide and to run away from what the problem is, right, or what the the traumatic experience is, Um, the moment of brokenness or isolation that happens. And then there's the, the blaming, right? And then there's no, it's not. The, the serpent did it, the woman did it, all these things. And we ended up casting blame on somebody else. And so then there's kind of the denial of it. And so we'd love just to kind of hear through what are, you know, how do we walk through these if we're thinking, yeah, if there's things that are big hangups in our life, what are some of the steps to start, to start walking through this, you know, faithfully and I think gracefully too. You're really on the right track with that because uh, that's very similar to what I recommend for the same reason. Um, we, we do struggle. So some common barriers are, I, I don't even want to admit what the real problem is. I want to admit a version of that problem, but not actually what it is. I think secondly, uh, a hurdle that we have is I don't, 
I don't want to feel those feelings. Those are really hard. And I don't know what to do with that. And so uh, maybe this bad thing happened or a thing that really hurt me, but I don't, I don't want to spend much time considering that I just as soon move on. And then lastly, a hurdle is that I think, like you said, when we're in isolation, it feels like we can't tell anyone or we, we ought not to tell anyone. And so oh, it becomes bigger than it is. And so those three things tend to get in the way. Mm. And of course, you know, if, if you had to be my client, you'd be annoyed with me because I say this all the time. But while those are, are hurdles and obstacles, those aren't good reasons not to do it. They're just things to be aware of. And so really that first start, if you were listening to this and saying, well, I, I know there's an issue, Jason, but I don't know what to do. I would just say, I think just take some time and you can write it out, you can talk it out, you can pray it out, but be really honest about what the actual issue is. Hmm. What is really going on? Because if we go to the doctor and uh, we have a broken arm, but we ask them to look at our foot, we're not going to get the help we need. And so how do we be honest with the thing that's really getting in the way and then start from there? Hmm. And I think... I, I. I want to unpack that more because I'm thinking like there's, I think it's so true. There's stories that we tell ourselves um, about mm-hmm. either justifying our actions or saying, no, oh, this is why this happened. And I just have to live with it because this is, but it's not, it's not always the true story, right? It's not like the full story. I think we, we can tell ourselves lies or, or just tell it in the way we want to. So how do we start to kind of, you know, reorient ourselves? to ask some of these deeper questions because it may not be, I don't know, is it, is it natural for us to kind of deep down know these things or how do we get to that point where we start to to kind of tell a more complete story? Yeah. I I feel like we do know those things. It's often kind of a gut gut reaction that we have is that we, we do know the truth. I think sometimes though, it's just easier to believe something else. And so Hmm. an exercise I'll walk clients through is to kind of tell me, what it is that's going on from your perspective and then write out or tell me what's going on from the other person's perspective or the person who's experiencing you experiencing this, but give me a little bit more objective view or a holistic view of what's happening and how do we reconcile those two things? So we might say, um, you know, work, work is just terrible and um, you know, it's awful and I'm struggling there and my boss is, you know, can't get along with them. And, and then I would say, well, like, write out the other side of that. So if we're sitting in a performance review, what what is the other side of what you just said? And what do mm-hmm. we do with the truth in the middle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. And so I think one thing you mentioned is, you know, understanding or what I'm thinking about dealing with trauma from our past, dealing from, you know, circumstances that have impacted us and continue to impact us today, um, talking through it. Uh, being in communion and sorry, in connection with others to talk about it is certainly important in processing, you know, these feelings, emotions, what we're going through. And certainly, you know, I don't want to overgeneralize, but I do think guys, we're very solutions focused and we like to find out what the, what the answer is and kind of, and find the best, most efficient way to get there. Right. Um, I always joke, like if I'm making a smoothie, like I'll, I'll just like bite off the end of a banana and just like kind of put it into the smoothie where like my wife will like cut it into pieces and then place them in. And so just like a different way of going about solving things. Right. Um, but sometimes in that, I think we can skip over the, the process, right? We can skip over the importance of navigating. Okay. Well, let's, let's isolate all these different components of my feelings. What the anger, the frustration, 
even the um, confusion, the guilt or blame or all these different aspects. And so when I'm thinking, especially in the Christian world, there's perhaps folks recognize the book, you know, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. That was like a big book that came out to, to start thinking about this on a spiritual level, right? For people in leadership, as you mentioned. Um, but I think there's a lot of questions about this, right? What, how do we do this in a way that's, um, you know, where we understand our feelings, but also not aren't governed by them or not, you know, because they can change and alter. So how do we, I guess, yeah, how do, how do you walk through emotions and feelings with people? How do we properly understand them, talk about them, but also know their place, I guess is my, that makes sense. Well, that's a, that's a big question. I like that question. It's a big one though. And, and by the way, I make my smoothies the same way. So I understand. Okay. Um, Good. I think for, I think for us, you know, what's been interesting is I, I'm a solution focused guy as much as any guy, probably that that's always how I'm looking is I, I would like to fix things. And so what I noticed when I first got into to being a therapist, so before that, actually owned a recruiting company and I spent all my time on solutions. So I, I really, right. I wasn't like a feeling person. I was a solution person. And so I came into being a therapist with a similar mindset. So if you told me you were grieving, I would give you five things to do about that. And then I would send you on your way, hoping you do the five things and feel better. Now that was a struggle because a lot of times people were coming for something different because they already got that somewhere else and it didn't work. And so they needed something different. And so early on, what I realized is that sometimes we need space, not solutions. Hmm. Because what happens is most of us can come up with a solution. I, I think of all the clients I've met with, um, I always will say, uh, hey, you know, do you have a solution for this? Almost every time somebody has some guess as to a solution. But what they don't often have is space to sit in how they feel about it. And so... This was tricky for me, but when I started to give clients room to just talk through what they were actually feeling without trying to solve it, without rushing them or pressuring them to have a goal, what happened is they really started to do the work. And I think hmm. when we're able to do that for other people and even ourselves to just give us space to, to feel what we need to feel, um, it doesn't mean like you'll get stuck there. It doesn't mean there'll be ho your whole life. But if we don't ever do that, we just run from how we're really feeling and it ends up working against us later. So can you, yeah, I think that's an important part. Like you said that, so we, like, we won't get stuck there. But I think that is a fear like that will, if we go down this if we go down that path, then we're going to end up getting stuck. And if, if we know that there's a lot of anger, right, we'll say, I don't want to talk about that because I know it's going to get me angry. How do we do that? Right. I think that's, that's one of the reasons we don't do it because we don't want to get stuck into that anger. And so how do we be there? But then also like, how do we get out of there? You know, the way you framed it sounds like it's easy, but I don't know. I think for, when I think about it, I was like, ah, if there's something I'm really don't want to talk about, I will do my mo do the the best not to go down that rabbit rabbit hole is a, you know a, a expression we always say. Yeah, and you're you're no different from from many others, right? And I I feel that way at times. Like I, I don't want to visit that place. I think that's where the book talks about having community around you, and especially people who are role models in your life and and mentors who have been through that are a step ahead that can actually look to where you're at and and understand how to help you get out of that, but give you space to feel it along the way. So it is helpful 
to have someone who knows how to walk you through that when you're ready to be walked mm-hmm. through it. I think if we just lean into that feeling and we just say, I'm just going to sit here and, and marinate in this forever, that's actually not very helpful. But if I say, I'm going I'm to do this with someone who I trust, who's in my community, and who actually has the capability to help me walk through it, that's where this starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, to your point, just to feel bad about something for the sake of feeling bad about something isn't actually that helpful. In fact, it's challenging. And if we're already struggling, can make us feel even more stuck. Right, right. And I, th- I think with that, one of the things, right, you mentioned was trust and having people that we can trust to talk through these things. And um, I think whether you're a church leader uh, or, you know, in whatever situation you're in your f- with family, with friends, there's a there's always a level that's spoken or unspoken of the, the depth that you can go in these conversations, how much you want to share without with sharing enough, but also not oversharing. Cause I do think that there's these, these boundaries we have that really is only between us and God that we can re- really reveal. But there is a lot of areas where we can, yeah, perhaps we'll need to curtail and not share that. Cause it could be too, we could not be ready to share that with that person or vice versa. There could be things that we're holding on to that we do actually need to, to let go and, and to share with somebody. And so just, you know, I don't, we don't need to talk too deep about this, but just would love to hear your kind of thought process in, in being vulnerable and being transparent and the limits of that and maybe how to, how to walk into that yeah, gracefully is I think a word, word I'll use again. Yeah, it's a great question. Vulnerability is really uh, a hot topic right now is we're talking a lot about how to be vulnerable and, and who should do it and why and Vulnerability really is key in relationship, but I think what we miss a lot of times is that we have to kind of qualify the person we're with to understand the depth that we need to be vulnerable. And so we're not going to share our deepest things with everybody uh, because there are deepest things. They're special things. And so that that's not something we're going to go post on Instagram after we talk, right? And so what I talk to clients about is kind of just understanding like there are three levels of depth in your life. And so maybe first level is we're, we're talking about the weather. You know, hey, what do you think about the weather? What do you think about the sports team? All the stuff that's kind of doesn't really require much personal investment. Then there's level two, which requires some personal investment, but is awfully general, right? So, you know, I'm married, I've got kids, you know, things like that. Those are personal, but they're pretty general. And then we start to get into level three, which is, um, I'm married and this is how my marriage looks. I've got children and this is this is where I'm doing really well. This is where I'm struggling. So the thing is, is that not everybody's going to be that deepest level. And that's okay. They don't have to be. It's nothing wrong with them. But we need to start at level one and work our way down. And if we find the other person can meet us there, great. But we don't want to start at level three and work our way back up. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, so no, this is good stuff. And um Jason, we just would love to hear more about, you know, you, you mentioned the book too, Get Past Your Past, which is available. Would love just to hear a bit more about uh, anything else, to, you know, to, I'm sure we've talked a little bit about, you know, what what is in the book already and, and is certainly uh, elaborated upon, but would love for you to share just a bit more about the book and uh, yeah, anything else that maybe you'd like to discuss that would be, that'd be relevant. Yeah. Well, a lot of what we are talking about is in the book, because really what the book is about is facing those things that keep coming up for us and then finding a way to use those to empower us to have community. That's really 
the sole goal is like to help you work through that, but also to get connected in that process. Because I, I think to work through that alone and to advise people to do it alone, it's just not actually going to help them in the long run. Because what solidifies the change is the community. And so what I would just say to people is, um, you know, if you are listening to this and you're doing like I did for years. So for years, I just said it was either too much. And so I couldn't tell anybody or it was not enough. So I couldn't tell anybody. I would just say, let's not do that. If there's a thing that keeps coming up, we don't have to do that thing where it's too much or not enough. We just talk to somebody who can help. And in doing that, maybe that's a brief conversation uh, and you feel a lot better. Maybe that's a long-term conversation. But I guess what I wish somebody would have told me is just this whole kind of qualifying if that hurt or that thing that keeps coming up is is enough or not enough. Mm. Eh, we just don't need to do that. Like, let's just talk about it and we'll move on. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think I fall in that situation too. It's either not crazy enough where I, you know, uh, feel like it's worth talking about or it's something like really bad and I don't, you know, really deep and I don't want to, uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten to level three yet. And so, and, uh, don't no, always want to walk, walk from one to three. So, well, Jason just would love to hear kind of where I'm sure is it just kind of where books are sold? Where can we find you? All that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So the book uh, and the audio book, those can be found uh, wherever books are sold. Uh, obviously, Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble. And then if you're listening to this um, and you are interested in healthier relationships, just know that on Instagram, for instance, uh, it's jason.vanruler. And I post daily and sometimes twice a day uh, tips and advice for how to have better, healthier relationships with yourself and others. And so that's a free resource that you can access uh, anytime you want if that's of interest to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jason. It was great to have you on and hear a bit more about your story and kind of as we consider and think through our trauma um, and how to, to get past our past, as, as you've, you've described. So thank you. Yes, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it.